Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 7, we're going to read 7 to 9, and then we jump to verse 12. The Bible says, and as for you, be fruitful and multiply. I want to thank God that we have been fruitful. We multiplied in every area, in ideas, in numbers. He said, bring forth abundantly in the earth. God has intended abundance. And he said, you will multiply in it. That's God's promise for us. And God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And as for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you. And in verse 12, God said, This is a sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. And so this morning, the title of our message is, There is a rainbow in my praise, part two. The first thing I want to say to us this morning is, Never let the challenges of today, nor the disappointments of yesterday, rob you of the future that God has for you. Things right now may not look the way they were supposed to look. Don't let the challenges you see. Don't let the things that appear to have disappeared. Don't let the people you didn't see anymore. Don't let the workplace you have not seen. Don't let them rob you of the future that is much better than the past you left. Noah had a reason, had opportunities. Actually, like many people will give themselves excuses not to have built an altar. He had reasons not to appraise the Lord. He had reasons rather than, you know, recounting his blessings. He could have been recalling his failures and his pains. He had reasons. And we're going to get to that. But he built an altar. Something that is interesting about the story. It was not just Noah that we should look at. Noah had seven other people. And they were not babies. Noah's three sons had wives. So for them to have to be married, it means they were not children. They had an option. They had a, an option. They could have said, Dad, I'm not doing this. My, my, my son is, is a big boy now, taller than me. He has his own mind sometimes. I can't force him to do some things. So how much more these folks in this story? They had a choice in the story. But the moment Noah was building an altar... There was no question. But we're going to look at the kind of altar he built. It wasn't just an ordinary altar. It was an expensive kind of altar. And these folks here, they felt, yes, that's what we should do. Second thing I want to say to us this morning. Every time you see acceptable praise in the Bible, every time, that means that's the law. Every time you see acceptable praise in the Bible, it all is always deliberate. It's spontaneous. 
It is dense. It has depth. It is lavish. And it's, it's inclusive. Noah didn't build an altar by mistake. He came out and he saw ruins. And the first thing he did, he deliberately built an altar. I want to ask you this morning, how deliberate is your praise? You're not praising God this morning because the pastor said this month we are praising the Lord, month of Thanksgiving. How deliberate. It was raining heavily this morning and I find God that every one of you showed up even with the rain. In a time that nothing stops you from just sitting at home, you still came through the rain. That was a deliberate step you took. And I thank God for every one of those decisions. You see, say, whether it's raining or not, I will still go and serve the Lord. That's deliberate worship. He built an altar deliberately. And the interesting thing about this is, it was spontaneous. There was no voice from heaven saying to him, Noah, this is the time. Build the altar now. He came out. He just said, no. What I should do, well, I've got to build an altar. My dear friends, in every moment of your life, moment of shock, moment of unusual occurrences, don't think of another thing first. Build an altar. Straight away. When any moment something shocks your life, the first thing that should come out of you should be altar. Please don't forget this. We don't build altars, of course, like Bible days when they had to put stuff but we build altars in different ways. Worship him. Go fly. Don't let the thing that comes out of you, God, why? God, why? No. Where are my family members? Build an altar. It was spontaneous. Several examples in the Bible. For some of you that are trailing this. So many examples. Remember when David was bringing the ark of the Lord back to Jerusalem, which we studied recently? There was no plan. He didn't say to them, all right, guys, when we get to this place, this is what I'm going to do. It was just a spontaneous thing. Every six steps, he built an altar. Every six steps, and as he was doing it, the whole church, the whole city, the whole nation was doing with him. Again, they joined the flow. Solomon, dedicating the altar, the temple. There was no script. There was no plan. It was just a spontaneous thing. He just he was just worshiping the Lord. He just started sacrificing. And then the whole nation came and worshipped with him. There was no choir. Nobody controlling them. We must be a people that understand the timing of God. Be sensitive to God. Let there be a connection in your spirit. The church has lost this spontaneity over the years. We have become a people that know, okay, so we come to church, so we greet each other, then we have praise and worship, then we have the word, and then we give offering, and then we go home. There has to be something. In, that's why, you see, we once had this thing and we just felt, oh, it was too some cultural stuff. You see, when the word of God is coming to you and something hits your heart, you build an altar. That's what it is. You jump up from wherever you are, you build an altar. You, you, what it means is you are you are knocking something down in the spirit. You are locking it. It's not about, oh, should I, should I not? Are people doing it? Is it? It's not anywhere. Build an altar. The other thing, as I said, is inclusive. 
Everybody did it together. Noah did it. His family members did it. The one I love most. With the host. This was reported across the synoptic gospels. That's the triumphal entry of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ had asked them to go to the village. He said, you will find a cult tied where to roast me. Remember the story? And he said, bring that cult to me. And then when they brought the cult, this is so interesting. The Bible said, when they brought the cult, that's all he told them, bring the cult to me. When the cult got to Jesus Christ, the Bible said, they, I, I want to read it, Mark 11. I'll just pick one of them. Mark 11, verse 7. When they brought the cult to Jesus, they threw their clothes on it. Did he ask them for that? No. And then he sat on their offering. That's how you should read it. Because they, they brought the court and then they threw their own clothes. And Jesus Christ sat on it. What I want to see is not just blessing to you. You become the blessing to others. That's what I want to rejoice more in. That you understand, yeah, God bless me, that's great. But you want to be able to testify about how God used you. Because why he's using you, it means he's still blessing you. So the Bible said they threw their clothes on it and he sat on it. And he didn't stop there. There's inclusiveness. And many, you see the word many in verse 8? Many spread their clothes on the road. Okay. Now you don't just spread your clothes on the road. Everybody walks on the road. But this time around, they knew it's the Messiah that is walking. How? It was just a man from Galilee. So they knew they were not giving to just a man now. God opened their eyes to see. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. They threw their clothes on the road and all those cut down leafy branches. I love these things. They threw their clothes. Everybody did something. They cut the trees. They put it down. And that's how they welcomed the king. Verse 9. Then those who went before and those who followed cried out. You see that? Before and behind, they engaged their voice in praising. Anytime you see worship, anytime you see praise, acceptable praise in the Bible, dysfunctions are there. That's what God wants to see in our midst. Amen. That's what God wants to see. He doesn't want to see a choir that is telling us every time, can we sing? And I thank God in HCC that even the face mark didn't stop us from worshiping. Friends, such a praise, heaven is well pleased. Such a praise brings down the glory of God. Because as soon as they did that, he went into the temple, boy, power of God fell. So this brings us back again to Noah. Noah, Noah's first action was actually counterintuitive. Because he came out of the ark, and everybody would have expected him to, oh, oh, what kind of mess is this? He worshiped God and he praised God with a sacrifice. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 8, verse 20, Noah built an altar to the Lord. And took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offering 
on the altar. Now, why would he do that? God had told him, take all the clean animals, take off all the clean animals, take off all the clean birds, bring them into the ark so that these ones will be the ones that will start the new level. That's what God told him. To repopulate the earth with these ones. Then he did something funny. He decided to put them on the altar to burn them. Is it that no one knew something that some of us need to learn? Why? He brought an offering that was deliberate. A praise that had debt. My real prayer for us is we will understand that the key to our next level is not just in throwing anything we don't need to God. This is very important, friends. For those of us that understand this dimension yet, that's great. But there is still a dimension above your, above your head. You got to break. We got to break. That's the dimension I'm believing God for. I am walking into this year with. He knew, I understand, I can leave these clean animals and they can repopulate. Friend, watch this. Watch this. If, if you don't do anything at all, anything at all, you can manage your life because it doesn't take anything. You work, you make savings, you get it. If that's how your life is, that's not why Christ died for you. Let me just be clear to us. Christ didn't come for you to labor and earn just the blessing only of your, just your efforts. He said, I came that you may have life, have it more abundantly. Those who don't know God know about how to just walk, save, and have the living. That's not what it is. If all you have is based upon your labor, you of all people, you are not being blessed. Let me just be clear. If all you have is based upon my effort, my labor, my savings, you don't know what it means to be blessed. There is a realm where, yes, you work, yes, you save, but what you are getting is far more than you can think or ask above what you can think or ask. That's where God wants you to be. What we need to shift what's above us, particularly the, the realm we are coming into now, is to learn to activate this covenant. God said, I have a covenant with you that when everything is lost, whatever is in your hand, as you are burnt it. Listen, these folks have never eaten meat. They have not eaten cooked meat for months. They've not given themselves good food. But here they are. They were burning the food they could have been eating. They didn't just give it and then stayed back and ate some. No. They burnt it to ashes. What they needed most. When last did you give God what you needed most? For you to see the rainbow in your praise. This is a path. And let me be clear. I'm not saying this for you to give me offering. No. I myself want to give God offering because I want to break a realm. We are all in this together. Brexit is coming to everybody. Me to have businesses like you. Amen. And what God is showing us as a ministry all together, only God can shift it. What I want to hear is while we are in Brexit, while we are in whatever kind of deal we have, you are a blessing to others. I want to see lives, businesses multiplied in this house. In this season, that's my testimony. 
To do that, we need to understand this is the council. What they needed most, they burnt it on the altar. They burnt it. And they saw it burnt. It wasn't just anything. You got to understand the God wants to move you beyond, you know, I wake up, I go to work, I sweat, 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 I come back home, I sleep, then I make some money, then I struggle to pay bills, then I go to work. That's not the method. We should work, we should think, but we should understand that God has principles and things that work for us. Noah was about to start repopulating the earth. And the first thing he did was he reduced what he had to rely on. My goodness. He offered God the clean animals and their farts. That speaks of quality, generosity, and gratitude. There is no wisdom in saying I don't give to God. Uh, but I give in different ways. I give in different ways. Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Don't give your tithe or your offering because I want to give it to this brother. Oh God, you see, I've given it to that brother. That's not your tithe. That's a gift you give it to somebody. That's why he showed them where to take it. There's an altar. They built an altar. Is that person your altar? That is a quality of life, friends, that God wants to bring us to in this season. And I want us all to get in there. I want us to be the eight people in the ark of Noah. We all survived it. Amen. The eight that survived it. Many people have reasons where they say, oh, you know, I really wish things were different. I would love to give to God. I would love to praise God. I would love to offer my thanksgiving. But I have some of these thieves operating in my life. And I call them thieves of your praise. The first one, disappointment. I'm, I'm disappointed. Everybody is disappointed in one thing or the other. Noah was disappointed too. I'm disappointed. Disappointment is not a reason not to raise an altar. It's not a reason. If everything you have was by effort, God wants to move you before effort to favor. That's how you can appreciate God. Some of us are yet to taste the goodness of God. And you see, when things are hard, like they are getting harder right now, that's the time for you to know God is God. I'm telling you. Some of you are going to walk into deals that other people were afraid they ran away from. In the name of Jesus, you are about to experience that. You will walk, you'll be invited into things that are already, a table already set. And you'll be looking at yourself. <laughs> it's not my grandma that got me this seat. It's not my look. It's not my anything. God must have gotten something else in mind. What is it, God? What is it? You're actually trying to see what is it. But all you know is, I know I have God. I know I have a covenant with God. How active is your covenant? There is a rainbow in my praise. Disappointment can make a person to say, you know what? I don't want. You think that you have failed or you think someone failed you. Discontentment is another reason why some people may not want to praise. Discontentment. 
I know I've made some progress, but I'm not happy. I've not made enough progress. Whatever God is giving to you, learn to start to thank God for it. If it is 20, thank God for 20. If it is 200, thank God for 200. Whatever is in your hands, my dear friends, bless the name of the Lord. Noah could only do this because he has passed that test. He knew that whatever God has given to him, as long as God is in it, it is plenty. Amen. The Bible tells us that contentment with godliness is what? It's great gain. Great gain. Number three, distraction. Some fails to praise God because they are distracted. You're looking at other things outside your area. You're looking at other things. So you know what? You are distracted. The scripture tells us this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 35. And this I say for your own profit, not that I may put a leash on you, but for what is proper, and that you may serve the Lord without distraction. Distraction can stop us from praising God. You've come to church, but you're looking at the wrong thing. Or in your life, in your business, at work, wherever it is, you're looking at the wrong thing. You're distracted. You've got to learn to be single-eyed. Let me just mention one, and I run. Delayed answers. I'd like to praise God, but God is slow. The reality of life is everybody has an area where there is a need for one prayer to be answered. We all have one. <laughs> Unless you are not praying enough. <laughs> if not for you yourself, if you are really a good Christian, there must be somebody who you are lifting before God and say, God, hear me, oh God. Lord, how long, oh God. Even for that individual. So everybody has an area where they expect a prayer to be answered. But that's not enough not to praise God. It's not enough not for you to raise an altar. David told us, and we share this in warning back in January. And whenever an enemy comes to steal your praise, there are five things you must learn to do. Five weapons we gave to ourselves. That we must shoot the devil, shoot the devil with it. Let me remind us. Number one, it was in all in Psalm 34, 1 to 5. It says, What you say, your speech. I will bless the Lord at all times. Anything, any situation, bless the Lord. Your song, what you are singing, what you are singing, the kind of song you sing. He said his praise shall continually be in my mouth. You see that? There are times, friends, that the kind of song we sing actually denies us from praises. Number four, the seed you sow. You shatter the thief's effort by the seed you sow. And lastly, your search. You know, they're sharing, he said, my soul shall make his boast in the Lord. The seed you sow, oh, magnify the Lord with me. And then your search, he said, I sought the Lord. He heard me. And as I round up in Genesis chapter 8, because Noah had learned how to shatter the forces of the thief by the seed he sowed, by the way he sacrificed and he made his altar. The Bible said in Genesis chapter 8 verse 21, 
the Lord smelt a soothing aroma. May the Lord smell something great in your life. May he smell your offering. May he smell your seed. May he smell your praise. In the name of Jesus. The Bible said, then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again cast the ground for man's sake. Listen, man would always mess about. But God said, I'm going to be purposeful in my dealing with you. May the Lord look past your effort of mistakes. May look past your past. May, may God look into the promises for you for the future. The imagination of his heart are evil from his youth. I've learned to realize that people might have a period where their medication is not working. Yeah. People may have that period. So I learned, let's just it be for now. Let's look into the future. Don't write off anybody. Don't write off the future of any individual. You might need them tomorrow. Verse 22. He said, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall, somebody say it with me, shall not cease. Your season will come. Your turnaround season is here. In the name of Jesus. No matter the pain we are seeing. No matter the slowdown you may have seen. In this 2020. I see a changing season. A changing season. The Bible tells us in chapter 9 verse 7. It says, and as for you. Be fruitful. I speak fruitfulness over your life. Over the seed in the ground. Be fruitful. Fruitful in your mind. Fruitful in your effort. Fruitful in your numbers. You will multiply. Your good deeds will multiply. In the name of Jesus, God said you bring forth abundantly. I said you will bring forth abundantly. In the name of Jesus, as this was going to your spirit, this is your season to bring forth. Abundantly, 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 you will bring forth. In the name of Jesus, the earth will respond to your seed. The earth will respond to your effort. In the name of Jesus, no matter who does not approve of you, no matter who does not like you, the earth will respond in the name of Jesus. I see the change over this house. In the mighty name of Jesus, the rainbow is in the house. In Jesus' name, God spoke to Noah and his sons. I said this blessing is not just for you. It's for your household. It's for your generation. In the name of Jesus, it's for the effort that are behind you. The people you are raising. In the name of Jesus, everyone linked to this altar. I say fruitfulness upon your house. In Jesus' mighty name, God said, as for me, behold, I establish my covenant, my covenant with you, as decreed in Jesus' name, the covenant of God will work for us. In COVID, out of COVID, in Brexit, had Brexit, no Brexit, I decree in Jesus' name, the covenant of God will work for us. The Bible said there will be a sign for that covenant. I said in Jesus' name, you will see your signs. You will see your signs. You will come to every, every day, you say, Lord, I thank you for this. This is a sign you are blessing me. This is a sign of the covenant. This is a sign of the covenant in the name of Jesus. Somebody with that sign begin to shout, begin to bless the name of the Lord. You will not serve God in vain. There will be a sign. 
there will be a sign. A sign of the blessing. A sign that God is working in the name of Jesus. The sign will work for your children. It will work for your husband. It will work for your wife. It will work for your businesses. In the name of Jesus, I see the sign of blessing. The sign of covenant over your life. In the name of Jesus. He said it will be between me and you. Between me and you. Nothing will separate you from the blessing of God. Nothing will separate you from the presence of God. The sign of the Lord will be upon your relationship. In the name of Jesus. Receive it right now. Every living creature around you. Receive the sign that shall be for perpetual generation. In the name of Jesus. I put a rainbow. Ha <laughs> ha. I put a rainbow in the cloud. I speak the rainbow of God. The rainbow of God over my house. Rainbow of God over this house. Rainbow of God over this church. Rainbow of God over this house. In the name of Jesus. I put my rainbow over you. The rainbow of God over you. In the name of Jesus. No matter the destruction upon the face of the earth. It will not come near you. I see the rainbow. In the name of Jesus. Father we thank you. We worship and bless your name because you are a good God. Mighty, mighty you are. Great God you are. Great God you are. Beautiful Father you are. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus four four. 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.